Welcome back to Sporting Goss on this Monday morning, heading for a top of 19 degrees today. It's a chilly start to the day, just a little over 11 degrees. Interesting world we're living in right now. I'm not too sure about the life and uh, luxuries of Jimmy Smith, of course, from SEN in Sydney. Jimmy Smith's show you can hear on SEN Sydney as well and covers everything off on NRL Nation. First of all, Jimmy, what's it like over there in the, the Harbour City? There's two words or two phrases I never thought I'd hear together, Jimmy Smith and luxury. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, we're battling through. We're bat- I'll tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm meeting with a business acquaintance and we've uh, share not sharing a coffee, we've had a coffee, our own separate coffees, just to clarify. And we are walking through Centennial Park, one of the great parks, I would say, of the globe. Why are you allowed? I thought you guys were in lockdown over there in New South Wales. Uh, we can you can have a outdoor business meeting um, because uh, uh, the person I'm with is a part of the uh, the afternoon show on 1170 SEN. So we're discussing upcoming topics. All right, and then I saw a vision of people walking unmasked and Bondi. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. Some people it takes a while to get the message through, but um, I have taken off my mask for this interview. So. Uh, as soon as it's completed, it'll be back on. All righty, good to hear. All right, let's talk about the uh, big stuff, and we'll, all bit, that's not small stuff. That is huge what's happening over there on the East Coast at the moment. The top six teams of the competition all have wins on the weekend. Yeah, and I don't think it surprises anyone. Some of them were stronger than the others. Um, the scoreline's probably um, flattered some teams, and other teams, I think that you know they, were, they got it pretty right. The Storm were completely dominant over the night, so I don't think anyone was surprised by that. You look at a score like the Roosters, 34 points to 18 over the Cowboys. That's not a true reflection of that game. They were down 12 nil early. They scored three late tries to get the score blowout, but in the end, they had enough professionalism to get the job done. Um, they're doing it completely under man, but um, they retain their position in the in the top six. You look at a side like Manly who had a really strong win on Friday and then, oh, by the way, Coach Des Hatha, you get Tom Trebojevic, Daly Cherry Evans and Jake Trebojevic back into your 17 for next week. So mm-hmm. now you're going to have to drop three guys who were good for you the week before. All righty. So at the moment, the Stormer on top, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Eels, Sea Eagles and Roosters, they round out the top six. Is it worth going any deeper than that? Uh, in terms of actually making an impact on the competition, mm. no, you could probably stop at the top four. You might even be able to top uh, at the top three. Um, and I think if Nathan Cleary doesn't come back and make a successful return, by the way, due to come back round 20, their opponents in round 20, the Melbourne Storm, well, it was going to be in Melbourne, but quite obviously that'll be in, in Queensland now, where exactly we're not sure. So that's levels the playing field a little bit for the Penrith Panthers in that one. If Nathan Cleary can't make a successful return, and I think we're looking at the Storm going back-to-back. They look like they're unbeatable from uh, from my perspective. They are simply damaging and they are they, they put teams to the sword and they don't settle on just winning. They like to win by big margins. Uh, just noticing sen.com.au this morning, the Canterbury Bulldogs have landed a key piece in their quest to rebuild the club. They've appointed legendary rugby league icon Phil Gould as the club's new general manager of football. I know you spoke about this on breakfast on the SEN 1170 this morning. How significant is this signing? Really significant. Um, yeah. He's a pretty polarising figure, Gus. Um, he's on one side of the media divide here in 
Harbour City um, and is a very vocal critic of uh, things, anything and everything, to be honest. But he knows rugby league inside out. Uh, he he brings energy to what the Bulldogs are doing. They, they literally had a vacancy for seven months uh, with a young CEO who's not uh, so steeped in football knowledge, great commercially, but um, they had no general manager of football. And in the meantime, they've got a, a young coach in Trent Barrett, uh, they're trying to make decisions around who's on your roster and salary cap, et cetera, et cetera. And they're having to do that without input from some experienced people. That's exactly what Gus brings. So um, I think it's a little strange that he left the Warriors. You know, it might be related to finance, et cetera. But um, he's been going to be highly paid at the Bulldogs as a club that can afford it and a club that are used to success. And he's had success there as a player. He's had success there as a coach and, I'll be looking for something similar 30 years later. Uh, will he continue in his media role? Absolutely. Um, oh, we, were, we were discussing that today, and it was like, well, surely he gets up there to the bubble, right? Every other general manager of football is up there to the bubble. He won't be able to do a Channel 9 what he does normally. So as a result of that, he'll stay out of the bubble. He'll stay down here in Sydney. He'll conduct all of the interviews and um, do the deep dive into how they look from his home, suboptimal, but for the sake of eight weeks, maybe it'll be 12 weeks. Um, I think that's, you know, you, you can see it. This is a long project, Timmy. Yeah. Like this is this is, this is is not a 12-month turnaround. This is, you're looking at you know, three, four, five years before significant impact can be made. Uh, ben Eichens move from the media to Brisbane. Um, we haven't spoken about that. We, we didn't chat with you last week. That would that sort of caught everyone on the hop. Or did you? It's like Jared Waitley going from AFL three hundred and sixty to a significant role in uh, the club development of Geelong, or or something like that. Did it catch everyone off guard? The Ben Iken, um appointment. Uh, I'll I'll refer, and you know we know what a great broadcaster Jared is, but it's a little bit different because Ben. Is a guy who's played at the Broncos, um, the youngest ever player for Queensland, 17 origins for Queensland, uh, won a competition with the Broncos. So has that great rugby league pedigree. Um, we know he's had an interest from a administration point of view. He actually lost the CEO's role to Dave Donaghy, who went from the Melbourne Storm. And, um, you know, I actually spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, Benny, and I said, well, how was that getting through the awkward moment? And he said they'd actually quarantined together about six months earlier. So he said, look, I was able to get through that um, very quickly. Um, and as a result of that, he, you know, he's, he's had a desire to live back in Brisbane. He's been three days a week down in Sydney with his, with his TV commitments. He's incredibly thorough in what he does. He's a very decent human. Um, and he, they need a steady hand at the Broncos. That They've been all over the place the last couple of years. Their, their recruitment and retention has been abysmal. They should be a strong club every single year, and it hasn't been the case. And again, he'll be a little bit like Gus Gould. You'll have a few years' grace to get in there and make the changes and um, put in the, the protocols and the processes that they need to get the Broncos back to where all the Broncos fans expect them to be. Jimmy Smith, our guest, talking NRL. Um, and in regards to Ben Eichens, that means he's shelving his uh, professional golfing uh, career? <laughs> well... Uh, it's a little bit like um, they've done a study in the US where they've they've monitored the share price of those 
top 500 companies uh, and indexed it against the amount of golf played by the CEOs. <laughs> and, and those worst performing companies have CEOs who play the most golf. So um, he can continue with his golf if he wants to maintain the lack of success at the Broncos or you, know, you, you, you take that other option, right? Where you say, uh, those clubs, I'll put them in the garage and I'll pull, pull them out twice a year. Uh, last one for you, Jimmy. Uh, just in regards to the um, the bubble and the hub life that rugby league is in and working, um, is everyone comfortable with it now? Or you, is, any players breaking it? Any players resisting? Has there been much walkout in regards to uh, players with families or not wanting to be you know bubbled down? The AFL is certainly... A moving feast at the moment. It looks like the the NRL sort of caught got ahead of the curve in regards to uh, the situation. Not yet. So they're still in the the early stages of that two week hard lockdown. So they are completely isolated from everyone up there in Queensland. At the end of this two week period, it just relaxes a whole lot for them uh, if if everything is maintained in its present way. Uh, it looks like families will be allowed to go up later this week. Um, so they'll have a two week quarantine as well in a in a hotel or a resort and then the families will be able to get together and they'll be able to live like Queenslanders now don't answer what that involves Jimmy but anyway um, uh, you, you know they'll be able to assimilate up there and, and be much more open in the community and, and that would be a whole lot easier than what they're doing at the moment I think everyone in clubland recognises although it might have only been said we're here for four weeks Everyone anticipates that they'll be there till the end of the season. Yep, it certainly is a strange world we're in, and it's. Uh, but well, good luck to all the players, officials, staff as well. We saw the Sydney Swans yesterday, GWS Giants, who got caught out at the rugby. That'll teach them for going to rugby union game, Jimmy. <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't it? Incredible. Uh, so, 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 explain that one to me. How do the rugby players who are obviously at the rugby yeah, game then, then then get access to Queensland to play the third test? Yeah. No idea. No idea. It's been really, really bizarre. Appreciate your time. You can hear you on, of course, uh, SEN in Sydney. And uh, did you did you cross the ditch at any time and listen to Izzy Dag and uh, and, and Baz McCullum and all the boys? Jeez, I tell you what, they've got some traction, SENZ. Oh, right. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I heard Izzy on uh, the Drive with Joel and Fletch program the other day. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a different cat, as they say. Um, <laughs> So I look forward to sampling some of his gear. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I did speak to your colleague, Adam Gilchrist, and he suggested, look, next time you drop the coffees around, and I know you're doing that on a daily basis, if, if you could have a little bit more sugar in the next one, that'd be fine. So, <laughs> You dag. All righty. Nice work by you, Jimmy. Thanks for the <laughs> chat. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Timmy. Jimmy Smith talking all things NRL. And as mentioned, six, the top six teams certainly did a job on their opposition on the weekend. This is Sporting Goss on Monday. Always great chatting with Jimmy. If you've got any questions for Jimmy, always get in touch with us here and let us know the questions you want to ask. 0487 736 736. This is the Sporting Goss.